0: Whether we like to admit it or not, summer is here and then gone before we know it, and all of the attention turns back to school. As a teacher myself, it can be challenging to not view the days of July as a dreaded countdown to where everything begins again with a brand new school year. As teaching is the number one passion of mine, and the back-to-school season is one of my most favorite times of the year—say hello to new outfits, school supplies, and all the things new beginnings— I thought, what could be more fitting than a back-to-school series on the podcast? So the next few episodes will be devoted to all things back-to-school. So where are all my mama and teacher friends? These episodes are specifically in dedication to you. To officially kickstart this back-to-school series, I want to dedicate an entire episode to the new teachers. So whether you've been teaching for just a few years or This year is the very beginning of your start as a classroom teacher, or maybe you have been teaching for a while but are in need of a little motivation slash teaching inspiration. This episode is for you. Prepare your hearts because this is going to be good. Is your life overly overwhelmed? Do you find your peace in the middle of the chaos, driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day all while chugging your second or third cup of coffee? Or maybe you're the queen or king, long-winded to-do list and ambitious dreams, all while struggling to remain content in the balance of everyday life. Welcome to the Best Day Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, wife, mama, high school teacher, and lifestyle blogger over at Graceful and Free. This is a place to encourage you, to remind you, to reassure you that you don't have to have it all together. That it's okay to not be okay. That you can actually thrive in the state of chaos. That you can embody grace that the ordinary can be the extraordinary. Here to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Are you ready to live your best life every single day in grace and freedom? Then let's have the best day, friends, not just today, but every single day. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 21 of the Best Day Podcast. Hello, hello, hi friends. Welcome to a very special series on the Best Day Podcast. This is a series devoted to all things back to school. The next three episodes, including this one, is going to focus on all things back to school season to help you prepare your hearts and your mind for a brand new beginning. So whether you are in the classroom as a teacher or just the mom behind the scenes bringing kids to and from everywhere, This series is dedicated to you. And to start things off with this very, very first episode, I wanted to take time to give a pep talk to the brand new teachers. The teachers that are just starting out their careers in education with the hope of giving you a little bit of encouragement that, hey, you can do this. I remember when I was in my education for becoming a teacher And through the upper level classes at the college I went to that focused on secondary education and all the practices, all the things, there was a lot of talk that dominated a lot of the conversations as to how stressful teaching is and how challenging it is and how overworked and exhausted and basically take every other negative thing and insert it into that equation. I remember as a very young, hopeful student that was so eager and excited to start my career as a teacher, I remember thinking, does anyone have anything positive to say about teaching? And now here we are, nine years later, I'm in my ninth year teaching, and unfortunately, it's only gotten more negative and more discouraging. Now, let's be honest for a moment, right? We and my teachers who have been with me through the thick of this over the past few years, we have gone from everything being normal to then teaching through a pandemic. And I'm not sure about you, but that was rough. And I know many of us had to then navigate teaching both in person as well as virtual at the same time. And then finally, we jump back into what things appear to be more normal. And we have to deal with the aftermath of all of the things and effects socially of a pandemic. And not only that, things are getting so political. And I'm not going to talk about the politics, but if you are a teacher, you are very familiar with what I'm talking about the growing pressure and stress that is happening within our profession every single moment with the rest of the world wanting to tell us how we should be doing our jobs. So if you are a new teacher, I want to tell you, hey, you got this. If you are a teacher that is currently teaching, I want to also tell you, hey, that you got this, right? We can live our lives focused on the negative, focused on the feelings of inadequacy, focused on the discouragement. But when we choose to live with that narrative, we are limiting ourselves to our potential. And while I don't want to ignore all of the hardship and all of the challenges and all of the stresses that teaching can bring right now, this episode is not about that. And I'll be very honest with you, okay? I am sitting here recording this with one week left of my summer. All right, a sweet summer that I was so excited about. Now, let me just be very honest and say that this was my first summer where I had full-time mom duties, right? First summer home with a baby. And my goodness, that is not the same summer vacation that I experienced in my previous eight summer vacations where it was just me and my husband okay now secondly what i do want to say is if you are a full-time mama you are the real mvp i don't know how you do it you are some superwoman congratulations you literally rock okay literally don't know how you do it i have been so tired you know i love it every moment is fantastic but goodness you guys are the real mvps okay so back To this point, right? I have one week left of summer. The next week in Georgia, most teachers start pre planning. And then our very first day of school is August 1st, which, if you're a teacher in the South, you probably already feel like August is the longest month of the school year or the longest month of the year in general. And then add in the first day of the school starting on August 1st, it makes it even longer. So as I am approaching the end of my summer, knowing that I'm going back into the classroom, knowing that there's a whole lot of changes and just even more amounting pressure from so many different things, I've been struggling. But I want to be real and tell you that it was in sitting down to prepare this episode for you guys that I felt encouragement. It was through sitting down and thinking through what is it that I want to share with new teachers? What is it that I want to say to those teachers starting out for the very first time in hopes of giving them a little bit of a more solid ground to stand on? It was through sitting down and coming through this list that I truly felt empowered and excited for another school year. So that's my little spiel To let you know that I am a human and I am obviously very aware of the culture in our society and very aware of political and current events. And so I am not immune to that, but I am an optimist. I am a hopeful human being that chooses every single day to really find the good and the positive, hence why you're listening to the Best Day podcast. And my mission here today is to help you with encouragement for your very first year teaching. Now, real quick, I do wanna give a little bit of my credibility. I am currently in my ninth year teaching. I'm a high school teacher. I have taught at the same high school in Marietta, Georgia for all nine of those years. I actually, when I first started teaching, I started in January, so I came in mid-year. I had graduated in December. So I graduated, I had my interview at my school I believe it was technically the day before graduation. And then I started off, you know, the very beginning of January, that new year in 2014. When I started teaching, I was 21 years old, okay? I would not turn 22 until the end of the semester in May. And at that time, I taught, goodness, let's think, I had government and U.S. history. So I taught sophomores, juniors, and seniors, So my class of seniors, I was a 21-year-old teaching (laughs) 18-year-olds. Okay, now I also want to add that I look really, really young. All right, well, at least I still think I look young, but I have spent most of my years teaching, getting comments from many people, there's no way you're a high school teacher. You look like you could be in high school. And while I am sharing new teacher tips from the perspective of a high school teacher, my hope is that this episode can really give you advice, whether you are in elementary or middle or high. So no matter what level of education you are teaching, my hope is that this set of notes can be something that blesses your heart and encourages you, right? Because no matter which grade you teach, while each grade presents its own different behavior challenges and curriculum instruction and overall classroom management, the actual profession of teaching in general is very similar and the expectation is shared similarly throughout all grade levels. Now, I also want to say that I feel very, very fortunate that I teach at an amazing school and the students are amazing, the parents are amazing, the community, the faculty, my co-workers are all incredible. And I understand that not every school is that way. I understand that there's a lot of places to teach where the physical environment can present a lot more stresses. So I do want to be honest that I am presenting this information to you from my own experiences at a school where I have always felt supported, I have always felt, you know, appreciated, where the students are incredible. They say thank you at the end of each class, and it is truly an amazing place to work. And so I just want to throw that out there because that's my experience, and it's from that experience that I'm presenting to you these tips for new teachers to hopefully make your first year teaching less stressful. All right, one quick thing before we move into the tips. If you could do me a huge favor, and if you consider yourself of a seasoned teacher, or if you are freshly graduated and entering the fields of education for the first time, could you please do me the biggest favor and actually share this episode with a new teacher? I would love more than anything for as many new teachers as possible to be able to hear this message and feel encouraged as they prepare their minds and hearts for a brand new school year. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just simply take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your social media channels. You can tag me in it, Tag me either at Graceful and Free or The Best Day Podcast. Heck, tag both. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. 15 tips for new teachers to make your first year teaching less stressful. Number one, remember why you want to teach. Okay, the very first thing to have right there at the front of your mind, at the top of your tongue, the very top level of your heart, is to remember why you want to teach. Know your passion so clearly. All right. Know what it is that was your reason why. Know what it is that was your motivator for making it through your practicum, for surviving student teaching, for keeping you going every single day. Remember the why. Remember why you want to teach and know that passion so clearly. And a little bonus tip connected to this. Tell someone. Don't just keep it to yourself, but you know, let your students know. I, you know, have always shared at open houses with, you know, parents my reason for teaching and have been very honest that this is a passion of mine and something I feel incredibly blessed and called to do. And that I take it as a, you know, very important job to be in the classroom, you know, with. students, with their children. And that's something that I value immensely and I don't take lightly. And I love being able to share that with the parents of the students that I teach so they know that, hey, this matters to me, that your child's education matters to me. And the fact that your child is, you know, underneath my wings in the classroom within the four walls of my room, that I don't take that lightly and that's a big deal to me. So remember why you want to teach, know your passion so clearly and that is so important to keep in mind as you enter in and embark on your first year teaching. Okay, number two, set healthy boundaries. Okay, I am going to be completely honest with you and just say that when you are teaching for the very, very first time, it is hard work all right there is a learning curve there is a lot that you have to figure out right as teachers pretty much everything you are doing during the school day is teaching in the moment and then you have to figure out during some other time that apparently exists in the day to get all the things done in preparation for the next day and that doesn't include the grading or the you know building out a strong, solid classroom environment. There's so many things that go into teaching that really there's not enough time in the day to do. But I want to tell you right now from the very beginning, set healthy boundaries, okay? I will be honest and tell you that I did not, all right? I poured everything of myself and more into the first several years of teaching. And while I was very passionate about it and it was something that I truly, you know, loved to do. I didn't regret any moment of spending that much time pouring into my classroom, pouring into my students. It definitely did not set up a healthy relationship with me and my own personal boundaries for my career. Now, I will tell you, since becoming a mom, this has absolutely changed, and that has pretty much forced me to establish healthy boundaries with my work, okay? I very rarely am bringing things from the classroom home unless it's like an emergency, a grading deadline is due, and I have got to get essays graded, okay? So start out now by setting those healthy boundaries, but realize as a first-year teacher, there are going to be times where... You want to feel prepared, right? As a high school history teacher teaching world history and U.S. history, there's been times where I've had to prepare extra in order to know the content well enough to feel comfortable giving a lecture the next day. So allow yourself the freedom to spend the extra hour when you need to, to get done what you need to get done so you can feel comfortable and confident in your career and in what your task is but definitely set healthy boundaries. I strongly encourage you to have one day during the weekend where you don't even touch schoolwork. If you are, you know, knowing that, hey, I'm definitely going to have to bring some work home because I want to make that first impression, then maybe have a couple days, two days during the week where you don't bring anything home, okay? So there's a few things you can do to create this healthy relationship with your work. I just strongly encourage you to have that healthy boundary and establish it. All right. Number three, give respect to get respect. Okay. And this is something that was really important to me, not just with my coworkers, but mainly with my students. And as a very, very young female teaching in a high school setting, it was very, very important to me to hold a boundary and to demand respect from my students. Now, I was going to demand respect from my students by making it very clear and obvious that I cared about my job, that I cared about what we were doing every single day in class that the lesson I had for them to learn was something that was a big deal to me that they could learn from, and that I spent my time preparing for them to succeed. And in demanding respect, I also gave respect. And I treated every single person in my classroom, whether they were a guest, whether they were a student, as a person who is fully respected. And the expectation was we will respect each other. We will support each other. We will hold each other accountable. I tell my students on the first day of school that this is a safe place to take a chance, to step out of your comfort zone, to not be afraid to say something If you don't feel comfortable saying something in front of the whole group, to come to me separately and to reach out. But in order to make your first year teaching less stressful, you are going to want to give respect to the students in your classroom and trust that by giving them respect, you will get respect in return. Number four, dress the part. All right, Depending on what school you teach in, there might be some blurry lines between what the actual professional dress code is, whether it's strictly business, business casual. My suggestion, my tip, is to dress the part. Don't look to what everybody else is doing. Go ahead and set in stone that you are going to dress professional, that you are going to look the part that you are going to. Be in the right uniform, be in the right teaching wardrobe uniform so that way you are showing up to do your job and so you can feel confident in it. There is a real purpose and a real truth to when you feel like your best self by what you wear and usually the days where I am the most stressed or the most exhausted or The most anxious about some sort of lesson or maybe there's a lot that I have to teach that day and I'm not really feeling 100% confident in it. I didn't have the time to fully prepare as I would have liked to. Those days, I wear one of my favorite outfits. I usually throw on a blazer with some different work chinos and a blouse and some great, you know, mules or if it's the fall ankle boots. And I feel good. I feel comfortable and confident and it's amazing the ability to deliver a lesson from wearing something that you feel confident in. Okay. So number four, dress the part. Number five, impressions matter. They do, right? Your first impression matters. Show up early. You're going to want to show up early, right? So take whatever time it is that you are supposed to be in your job and try to be there 15 minutes before that, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. The earlier you can show up, the better equipped you are going to be for the day, the more prepared you're going to be for the day, and it allows you to just have time to yourself to make sure everything is set up in the classroom the way that you want. It allows time if the copier has run out of ink and you and all of your coworkers are desperately trying to fight for who can get that last ream of paper printed in time for class. You're going to want that time to yourself, even if it's just to drink your coffee and sit at your desk and just mentally reflect and prepare for the day ahead. All right. And then at the end of the school day, don't be the first to leave, right? Usually, especially as a first year teacher, I strongly suggest at the end of the school day, having things ready for the next school day before you even leave the door. If you want to write something on your board, go ahead and write the next lesson on your board. If you have things that you need to print for the next day, go ahead and make those copies. If you have an activity that you want to set up and put together, go ahead and do that before you even leave. That way, That's one less thing you have to worry about the next morning. All right. So number six, observe other teachers, especially as a first year teacher, you are always going to be wanting to look at opportunities to how can I continue to learn? How can I do this better? You want to learn from all of the amazing people around you. You can truly learn and gain something valuable from your coworkers. Even if they teach a different grade, even if they teach a different subject matter, There is so much value in observing other teachers and finding little golden nuggets that you can take to implement in your classroom. I love that they did this or I love how they presented this material or this was a great tool for classroom management. So number six, observe other teachers and know that you are going to learn so many wonderful and valuable things that you can then implement into your own teaching practices. Number seven, ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Do not shy away from them. Ask questions. Find someone that you can utilize as a mentor. Maybe it's a close friend or somebody that teaches the same grade as you. Find somebody that you can turn to for advice or for help, especially if you get into situations that you're experiencing for the very first time. It's great to have somebody that you can go to to look up to and to see. Another situation where it'd be really helpful to ask questions say you're teaching, something's going on, and since it's your first year teaching at that school, heck, your first year teaching in general, a student asks you a question and you don't know the answer. That's a great moment to say, you know what? That is a great question. I love when you guys ask great questions. I actually do not know that question myself. I am wondering the same thing too. I am going to get back to you. Can you please remind me tomorrow? because I'm going to find out that information. Another quick little tidbit, you want to be honest and you want your students to know that they can trust you, okay? Don't get caught in a lie, especially if it comes to something from a school practice and somebody's asking a question and you think you might know the answer to it, so you just kind of mumble something and then you realize later, oh, I didn't realize that was actually a form formal rule in the guidebook and the rule book. So just do yourself a favor, ask questions, find yourself a mentor, but also be honest. If you are asked a question that you don't know, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. That's a great question though. And I will find out and I will come back later. All right. Number eight, plan a commute that you can look forward to. All right. So this is key. You want your drive into work to be something that excites you, right? This is why I love podcasts so much. I have a series of podcasts I listen to every single day. And so I know that on Monday morning, I can listen to this. On Tuesday morning, I get to listen to this. For me, that is something that excites me. I also have playlists I can turn to, or I know I have my iced coffee that I can look forward to and drink. So definitely be purposeful ahead of time in planning a commute that you can look forward to because that's just going to help you as you physically commute to work to make sure that you are in the right mind space and head space and heart space. Number nine, similar to that, use your drive home to decompress. All right, if you had a tough day, roll down the windows and listen to some feel-good music. If you need to talk it out, vent it out. If you want to connect with a family member or a friend, use your drive home to truly unwind And view your drive home almost as a physical release of the stress and the anxiety. And whatever happened to you during the day, use that drive home as you like separating yourself from those anxious thoughts. All right. Number 10, create a classroom that you love. This is your home. Your classroom is your home away from home. So definitely take the time to create a classroom that you love. I know it's expensive. I know it is time-consuming, right? I have taken the time my very first year teaching to completely build the classroom of my dreams through decorations, inspiration, motivation. We actually moved. We got a new school building, um, I guess, about five years ago. And at that point, I then obviously had to move my classroom. And I really replicated the exact same decorations as my first classroom because that's how much I loved the decorations. That's how much I loved what I purposely chose to put on my walls. And in fact, I love it on orientation. I love it when students come to my classroom for the first time and they truly sit and they look and they go, oh my gosh, like your classroom is such a happy place. There's so many cool things to look at and it's encouraging. And I remember one Open house. Um, a dad was sitting in a desk and he was just looking around the room. And he goes, "Oh my gosh, like there's so much inspiration here." And I was like, "Thank you so much." I was like, honestly, like if a student is having trouble, you know, concentrating, I hope then they at least can look around the walls and read some encouragement truth, and that can help impact their day. So definitely create a classroom that you love. It is worth it. It is absolutely worth it to invest. In your space, because when you make that investment, that time investment, right? Yes, it is a financial investment. I know not everybody is able to, you know, make that investment. I have fully funded pretty much everything in my classroom. All right. um, Within my own decorations. And that's hard. It's not easy to do. Um, But as much as you can create a classroom environment that connects with you that can be a home, and that can motivate and inspire your students. Number 11, take time to think about what you want your classroom to embody and how you want your students to feel when they are in your classroom. And this goes beyond the physical decorations. Focus more on what you want your students to feel when they walk in. Kind of create a mission statement for your classroom, not for your class, not for your course, but for the feel of your room. In your room, how do you want people to feel? What values do you want your classroom to embody? Write it down, have it somewhere where you can see and you can be reminded every single day so that you know, hey, this is what's important to me and this is what we're going to stick to. And then tell your students, let them know that, hey, this is what you can expect I want my students to feel safe when they walk into my classroom. I want them to feel that they can trust me. I want them to know that they are valued when they walk into my classroom. I want them to know that they are seen, that they are heard, that their life has meaning and purpose, and that I believe in them. And I tell them that. I tell them that every single semester, every single group of students. It's one of my favorite conversations to have with them. And whenever I feel like they need to hear it again, I go for it. I tell them. Okay. It's so important to me. Number 12, be the teacher you were created to be. Believe that you have a purpose in the classroom and trust that you are walking in that footstep and that you are walking towards that destination. Be the teacher you were created to be. All right. If you are funny and you love to present things with humor, don't be afraid to do that. If you Use great examples and can really make real life meaningful examples out of any part of the curriculum, do it. If you love to encourage and to inspire and to motivate, do it. If you have a crazy passion about your subject, show the students. Be the teacher you were created to be. That's the whole reason why you were here in education for the first place. So do not be afraid to be you. Number 13, be flexible right? Things are going to happen. Things are going to come up. You're going to get an inch of snow and the school is going to be canceled for a week, right? That's how things are in Georgia. Um, My first, oh my goodness, my very first first semester teaching in Georgia, we had snowpocalypse. I don't know if you were familiar with that. You might have seen when the um, 285 was all shut down and it looked like an image from Walking Dead. And we had ice in the middle of the school day. Things went crazy really fast. And we, school was completely shut down for like four days. I mean, it was, it was serious. There were a lot of serious things going on during that time simply because Georgia did not have the infrastructure to support ice and snow in that capacity. And then I think it was actually like, A couple weeks later that we had another snowstorm so within my first semester of teaching i remember i think i like taught for two weeks and then we had four days off and then i taught for two more weeks and then i had like three days off all because of inclement weather and i remember thinking hey like this isn't bad i can i can do this schedule So be flexible, right? You know you're going to have to move things around. Yes, you might create a specific schedule. You know you're not going to have to stick to it. So know that it's okay to move things around. Know that you might have to change what you're doing during a day at the last minute. Technology might not work, and you have to be willing to go with the flow. If you know that ahead of time, you are going to be in a really good place. If you know ahead of time that, hey, things might change, and it's okay. Number 14, read the room. As a teacher, it is so important to read the room. It can be so fun to get lost in our own thought bubble and our own passion for whatever subject you are teaching. But we have to be able to read the room. We have to be able to connect with the spirits of our students to see, hey, are y'all okay? Are things okay? Because they're going to go through seasons that are hard and stressful, and you want to make sure that you can be a resource for them and a voice to them to help them through it. I spend a lot of time teaching seniors, and there's always a week in October where a lot of the college admissions are due, a lot of assignments, a lot of pressure from just a lot of things all build up. And I usually know when it is, because I can read it from my students. And whenever I sense that week is happening, I stop. And I have a heart to heart with them. And whatever I was planning on lecturing that day, I know that it can wait. I know that I can make it up the next day. I can rearrange and, and teach something in a different way to get through the content a little quicker. And I make a point To speak to them where they are at, to encourage them, to let them know that they might feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders, but they're okay, and it will be okay, and that they will get through this. Please, 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 if you only take one piece of advice from this entire list, let it be this one. Read the room. Every single student who is going to walk into your classroom is going to have their own life and their own experiences. And with that, they're going to have their own feelings and their own emotions but they're also going to have their own tragedies. They're going to have their own wins and their own losses. And for a lot of students, their own losses are going to feel like really, really, really big things, no matter how big or small they may be. It is your unofficial job as a teacher in the classroom to be there for your student, to let them know that you are there for them and that they can trust you And that you are here with them to walk them through whatever they need. Read the room. If this is the one thing you take from this, let it be this. And let this tip guide you through your entire career. Number 15. This is also important. Give yourself grace and give your students that same grace. There are going to be days that are hard to teach. There are going to be days where things are really difficult. There are going to be times where you're having to teach something that just doesn't sit well with you. In those moments as a high school teacher, I'm honest with my students. I can think of a few different examples over the course of the last few years where there have been very, very real things that have happened within our country that have bothered me and I know have bothered my students. And I have shared that with them. Right now, as a teacher in public schools, you have to be very careful with not speaking in direct political terms, but that doesn't mean you can't talk to your students about being concerned or being worried. You can have those conversations aside from political party. You absolutely can. And you want to be able to give yourself grace and you want to be able to extend that grace to your students on the hard days, on the good days, on the ordinary days, on the stressed out days, give yourself grace and extend that grace to your students. Now, when you're giving yourself and extending that grace to your students, that doesn't mean that you're flimsy with boundaries. That doesn't mean that you're moving a rule or a procedure. That's not what it means. It just means let them know it's okay. Let them know that things are still okay. And that while they may have fallen short in this one area or this one assignment or on this one task, that they have an opportunity to try again and that they can do better and you're going to help them get there. Okay, those are the 15 tips that I have for new teachers to make your first year teaching less stressful. Real quickly, I'm going to recap them. Number one, remember why you want to teach. Know that passion so clearly. Two, set healthy boundaries. Three, give respect and get respect in return. Four, dress the part. Five, impressions do matter. Six, observe other teachers. Seven, ask questions. Eight, plan a commute that you can look forward to. Nine, decompress on your drive home. 10, create a classroom that you love. 11, take time to think about what you want your classroom to embody and how you want your students to feel when they are in your classroom. 12, be the teacher you were created to be. 13, be flexible. 14, read the room. And 15, give yourself grace and extend that grace to your students. All right, there you have it. You can do this. You were made for this. You are going to be an amazing teacher. This school year, yes, it's going to challenge you, but you have the ability to rise up to that challenge and to overcome it. You are going to be stretched, but you are going to grow and you are going to learn so much along the way. And before I go, I just want to tell you what an amazing opportunity it is to be able to have a career where your life is so greatly impacted by the lives of others. I could do a whole series on the podcast of the lessons that I have learned as a high school teacher and the things that my students have taught me. But in that note, the things that I have taught as a high, things that I have learned from being a high school teacher have been empathy and compassion and the ability to be impactful through words, through actions. And it's my students that have taught me that. And I cannot wait for you to have your own memories and to learn your own lessons from the students that you get the amazing opportunity and privilege to work with. In as stressful, as conflicting as times as these that we live in, you were made to be a teacher. You have the ability within your heart, within your mind, within your voice, within how you lead your classroom to impact and shape the future. There are going to be individuals one day that look back to you as the leading voice, the leading inspiration in their life. And that is something that makes every single thing worth it. I'm wishing you the absolute best for this school year. And if you are ever wanting to talk, if you are ever wanting support, please reach out, come connect, hang out with me over on Instagram. Let's talk things, teaching, back to school. Come join us in the Facebook group. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a written review if you have not yet already. If this episode blessed you, please, it would mean the world to me if you could give it five stars, write a review, share it with a friend. I cannot wait to come back next week as we continue our back-to-school series. And next week is the pep talk for every single teacher as we begin a new school year. Until next time, have the best day, friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive vibes, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Podcast Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember, your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and in freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friends.